Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome today. We have such a great topic we're going to talk about. And joining us is Whitney, Catherine, Kathleen, and Sarah. And of course, I am Claudette. And our topic today is it starts with you. And I'm going to pose a question to everybody and have them chime in. We all have differing opinions. I love it because that's what makes us who we are. So some people will say life happens to them. They think they're subject to everything that is going on and, you know, that we're at the hands of some fate beyond ourselves. And that's, you know, how I was in the beginning. And then I switched from life happens to me to life happens for me. And so I thought, okay, everything is happening for my good. It's going to teach me. I'm going to grow. It's good. And then I had a revelation and switched to life happens from me. And so as that happened, I began to understand that my thoughts, my beliefs, my emotions, everything from our belief comes all of our thoughts, our emotion. And I began to see how I was shaping my whole entire world. So I'm framing it in this way, but you can speak about it anyway. Who wants to be first? I just have to say, I love this life happens from me. That is hot right there, girlfriend. (laughs) Because I similarly learned, you know, attending my first Tony Robbins event years ago, the whole philosophy of life is happening for us. And it was a huge aha and transformative thought. But I haven't heard this life happens from me. I'm really digging that, Claudette. Yes, it's awesome. And it puts, it actually takes us out of the grip of being subject to everything that happens to, it is actually subject to us. So I believe it's the beginning of stepping into the power of who we are in creation, our true identity. So go ahead, Catherine, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, just, it's like, exactly what our show title is, right? It, it all starts with me. It all starts with us. And I carried sort of a blame story around most of my life, honestly, up until just a few years ago. I carried a lot of blame with my family for a challenging childhood, right? Most of us, I think, have probably experienced that at some level, right? If you haven't, then you've experienced challenge at some level. But, you know, there's a very challenging situation. I'm not taking that away from my story as a child to navigate, you know, divorce and and parents who weren't, how do I say this? Emotionally, the emotional availability part, I, I had a food 
I had food in my belly and the roof over our head. But guess what? Kids need more than that. Newsflash. So sort of some of the emotional aspects were, I felt were missing. And so it was challenging. Step parents, divorce, young age, you know, it's a lot to, to navigate. Anyway, I took that story on and I blamed them for so long. And, and I had like this even worse than the blame game because that put me in a victim mode a lot of my life. And so with that, even worse is I carried this animosity inside, this turmoil inside. It really ate me up, you know, inside. It was really affected all my relationships, a lot of them anyway. Certainly my relationships with my parents, my intimate relationships. And so then I started learning about owning our story, right? And also, you know, Tony does a lot, Robbins does a lot of work in this area of, you know, change your story, change your life. And so I got to start to look at my story. What he means by that is, you know, typically when you're in victim mode, like I was, you're just blaming, right? Rather than seeing any of the blessings in it. And there are so many blessings in coming from a challenging childhood, right? There's, there's a lot of blessings that came out of that with what made me special with everything, you know, super special about me today actually came from those challenges. And so I got to see, that's what that means. Like change your story, change your life. It's like, all right, let's, let's pull out the blessings with who we are from any situation that has happened. And so then I started to become more accountable for my actions today as an adult, right? Accountable for the actions, accountable for the emotions, the feelings of how I was feeling, because they are mine, right? Regardless of the origins, they are mine and they're mine to handle as an adult, right? So that helps get me out of that sort of blame mode. And, you know, Tony calls it effective blaming when you're blaming people for the pain, but you also got to blame them for the blessings. Um, And so that started to shift for me. And I, and I started to dip my toe into accountability (laughs) and guess what is on the other side of that? One of my favorite F words, freedom. It is such freedom to just take effing accountability for everything, for everything in our world. Right. And, um, it's, it's really messy. It's really challenging. You know, I deal with it still today. I love to go into that blame mode. Usually that's kind of my first go-to. And then as I, I sit on it for a minute, I start to go in on the emotion and go, all right, this is mine. This is mine to own. What's the story? What's creating it? And sometimes I'm in that shit for a couple of weeks. Okay. But I promise on the other side of owning it and taking the accountability and digging in on that accountability and, and that it starts with me, this emotion or this trigger or whatever it is on the other side of that, I promise it is total freedom. I love that. Catherine, and I agree with you. I also have not heard life happens from me. I love it. I love it. I had picked up from Tony Robbins as well, like you, Catherine, you know, life is happening for me. And it's something that I had believed before Tony Robbins. 
And I think this concept of life is happening from me, but hadn't put it in those words, right? And that's a lot of what happens as we are on this journey. We are learning these lessons. Maybe we haven't put a title to it or given it a a name, but the concepts are there. And a lot of what you just spoke about in terms of accountability and this taking 100% responsibility, owning our lives is something that I learned not as a concept because it was something that I was doing, but putting words to it through Jack Canfield, which is, you know, he's got this equation that E plus R equals O, the event plus the response equals the outcome. And you have to take 100% responsibility for your life in order to make changes to your life, right? So if you don't like the way things are, the first place you have to start is accepting what is in this moment, because you can't change this moment and you can't change the past. You can only change moving forward. And so when we are refusing to accept that it is what it is, we are fighting against that. And we've talked on this, on our show, a lot about being in flow and just going with what it, well, you can't go with what is if you don't accept what is, and you can't flow with something if you don't accept where you are, right? And so it's one of those things, for some reason, have a visual of like struggling in a pool of water, right? And it's like, well, let's just start with accepting that this is where we are. And then, and then you can sort of relax and then you can think, right? And Kathleen would say, breathe, stop, breathe. So let's breathe, accept where you are, and then with some silence and some space, you can start to think about how you can flow moving forward. So I had, it's interesting you use the word victim. I guess I've never thought of myself as a victim, but when I think about the things that I've thought about myself in different places that I've been, that sort of is the mentality, whether I actually use those words or not. And we've got an upcoming episode, we'll be talking about words and the things that we say and how they actually impact us, right? And so while I had not used that word, I I think I very much was sort of living in a victim mentality. But I was very clear on two things, probably at this point, I'm thinking about a decade ago, maybe a little less. And I wanted peace in my life. And I had just gone through this like contentious divorce and child custody that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It just, there wasn't anything to fight over. I wasn't trying to take my son away from his father. It wasn't, you know, all the things that I think he'd worked up in his head that I was trying to, none of them I was doing. And so when we got sort of to the other side of that, I just found myself in a place where I wanted peace. And I remember sitting and thinking after 
drinking way too much, trying to numb the pain, that if I was going to have peace in my life, I was the only person that was going to make that happen. And the bottle drinking wasn't going to make that happen. I'm not an alcoholic, wasn't alcoholic. It was sort of a a moment where I was just trying to numb something. But I, it was like, this isn't the answer. And this isn't going to take you where you want to go. So that sort of event plus response equals the outcome. I wasn't going to get to the outcome that I wanted by drinking or eating or any of the, some of the other behaviors that I had. And so that was sort of the start of my journey. And then a couple of years later, so I felt like I'd had some peace. I'd found meditation at that point. I was praying. And then a couple of years later, so that sort of laid a foundation. And a couple of years later, there was peace, but I wasn't happy. And there were some things going on in my life that I didn't like. And I said, (laughs) I almost had the exact same conversation. If you're going to be happy, you're the only person that's going to make that happen. It's not going to be about the circumstances. It's not going to be about who is or isn't in your life. You simply have to own your happiness. And I made a decision in that moment. I'm just going to be happy regardless of what the hell is going on around me. And for the most part, I continue to live my life that way. Yeah, there are moments But overall, very baseline, I am happy. And I just know that I can't, nothing changes unless I change, right? And so that concept of life is happening from me, I'm including that in my life is happening for me, life is happening from me. E plus R equals O, I will add that to my list of things that I, mantras or whatever that I use to remind myself in those moments where it's like, okay, here's your little kick in the pants. Let's get it moving. I love that, Whitney, because uh, Jack Canfield is one of my teachers as well. And it's what I live my life by is that, that formula. I lived it before that, but I live my life by that now, especially, you know, with most of the um, people that I work with, the people that I surround myself with are people who experience pain. We all experience pain. We, every one of us, doesn't matter who we are. It's up to us on whether we want to experience pain or if we want to experience the sorrow. And there's a difference there. You know, there's pain in, every, in life. And there is a process in which we get to choose to move through that pain. And it starts from us. You know, I think I've lived that as well. And and I love that. And the sorrow comes from us being in that quicksand of anger and resentment and shame and anything else that's wrapped around that placing responsibility onto someone else or something else. And, and even onto yourself, you know, for me, especially with the people I work with in grief. And a lot of times we place that all of that responsibility in that onto our shoulders when in fact we have no control 
at all over who transitioned and who doesn't. Um, we do have a control over we lo- whether we lose our job or not in regards to performance, but if the company closes, you have no control. Or if they're downsizing, you have no control over that. And so it's really about whether we're willing to face the pain and move through it, or if we want to just wallow in the sorrow and continue to create the sorrow of life. You know, just this morning, I was talking about creating gratitude in your life and how you can create that starts with you. You know, if you're not feeling well, you know, stop and say what's happening. If it's just that you're a little down, you're not sure. Try being kind to someone that you don't know. Try asking someone else what makes them smile. Try actually buying a cup of coffee for someone because it creates some gratitude. It creates some joy inside you. And the more you're grateful for the experience that you're in right now in this very moment, the more gratitude you can, that you create. And it, it does start from us. It doesn't mean that you don't address the pain. It just means that you don't wallow in the sorrow. They're all emotions. And we can choose on whether we want to be stuck in the emotions of all that resentment, you know, pain, shame, self-worth, blame, unworthiness, or be in the gratitude. And what happens when, you know, I know when I'm not in alignment with my higher self, because all of us are love. All of us are, have that light within us. And when I'm and misaligned, it's when I'm feeling angry or depressed or judgmental, or that's when you know you're out of alignment. You're not in alignment with your true self and why you're here. And so the gratitude is one of the, the ways that you can do that. Being kind to someone else is another way. Being giving and being kind to yourself. You know, when you start shitting and shooting all over yourself, <laughs> Um, that's where all the judgment starts to come. So be kind to yourself, hold yourself with compassion and hold yourself for the light that that's there for you. I love the uh, shooting all over yourself. <laughs> I should have this and I should have that. It's such a fun statement. And I can identify with you, Catherine, in having worked on my own victimization and, and healing that part of my life. So I had a relationship in my life that was really weighing on me and I was spending a lot of time asking, why can't you do this? Why can't you be that? What if you, you know, did this? And basically what I learned was I was relying on them for my happiness and I was pretty unhappy and I was constantly kind of poking the bear and and wanting change and and desiring change in the relationship. And after probably three or four different times of me hearing that it starts with me and that I'm responsible for the change that I want to see around myself, I finally, I guess I was just being a little stubborn, but I finally took hold of the message and really started working on myself. And I did work on my inner victim and identifying the stories I was telling myself that always placed me in the position of being the victim. And I also began to work on how I was positioning myself in relationships and who I was being in those relationships when I showed up. And for evidence of this conversation today, I promise you all 
when you start to realize that it starts with you, and it does, and you start to adjust yourself, people around you will respond and behave differently. What happened to that relationship is I began to act different in the relationship. I stopped the blame of that person and I got a complete transformation of the relationship. It blossomed, it settled, it, it became beautiful and a warm, comfortable place for me to be in, in a comfortable relationship. But none of that occurred because that person changed. Not, that person didn't change. They reacted different because I was positioning and, and showing up different. And so for evidence of the conversation for today, I just wanted to share that I know for a fact that it starts with me. And when I'm unhappy, I need to deal with myself first and I need to get out of being the victim and I need to find a way to grow and learn so that that relationship can change and be, be what it needs to be. Maybe that relationship needs to dissolve. Maybe that relationship needs to grow, whatever it is, but it does start with you. I love that. I absolutely love that because, you know, where I open this up saying from you, right, from the core of you, so many times in self-help and things like that, they're like, if they're not on your vibe, they're not your tribe. If, if something's not good, you need to get out. Well, yes, if it's abusive, yes, you need to get out. However, isn't it wonderful to step out of being subject to and in saying, oh, actually, my life is subject to me. It's actually subject to me. And how you said you shifted, you began to change you became happy. You showed up differently. And that just supports it because from you, that other person reacted differently because there's a law at work here. Everyone is compelled to fulfill that which we are creating within our being. And that's why I say it starts from us. And so that same person who acted one way with you, when you begin to shift your beliefs and shift how you were showing up, begin to act a different way. And I encourage people to test this, you know, but don't just test it with a one little shot, go, oh, what do I believe about this? What's the truth? And if that doesn't work, you're like, well, that doesn't work. No, you're actually, it's almost like a journey of unwinding ourselves out of thinking everything is happening to us into, you know, and then transitioning to go, okay, for us into the transition of from us and in understanding that we don't have to be in a crappy world. We don't have to suffer, but what we do, what I really ask you to do is to seek the truth, the eternal truth within your being so you can rise above these beliefs. So instead of us going, oh my God, that person's energy is off, begin to go, what do I believe that makes me experience this in that person's presence? And so, you know, we know we're healed when we can be in the presence of other people and look upon them with grace. We know we're healed when we can understand, you know what? I've been bitchy before. She's being bitchy to me. I'm going to have some grace because I've been that way before and then regretted acting that way. So I know she's going through something. I won't take this personal. I'll hold this space for her to grow. I'll just send love. That's when we know we're healed. Like, how are we showing up 
And do we react or do we understand everything we experience comes from something within our being? And so we begin to go on that journey of seeking out what that is so we can shift any undesired creation in our life. Anybody have any closing remarks on that? You know, I just want to say, I think in following up what Sarah was saying and, and you as well, Claudette, that when we start from that place of it starts with me, you know, life happens from me. I think part of the reason that people shift is because when we are focused on ourselves, we allow them to be who they are. And a lot of what we get back from people is them trying to defend who they are or who they perceive themselves to be, right? And whether we're actually attacking them or not, there's this feeling that you're you're coming at me and therefore I have to maintain my mask or, you know, do whatever I have to do to protect myself. And then you've got this like clash back and forth. So when we step back and go, you know, the change, I am the change I want to see in the world. I am that change. I'm taking responsibility for my actions, my responses, whatever it is I'm doing. Then it just allows the other person or other people to be who they are. And then maybe out of that energy, they can go, oh, I'm getting a different response so I can give a different response without even being consciously and aware of why they're doing it. It's just maybe a sense of feeling comfortable or just the energy shift allows them to back off of that defensiveness. And Creating so- that human space, right? Like yes. we're, we're humans and- the accountability is essential for love and connection with anybody. Unless you want surface, don't be accountable. Don't be accountable if you want surface. If you want love, you want connection, you want depth, accountability is a must. And if you're in a leadership role, accountability is an extra must. I mean, this is, you know, accountability, it's like about, it's about us, right? But it creates this incredible ripple effect to the humans that we get to touch in this world. And if you're in a leadership role and you're leading people, I would invite you as a leader to even be extra about admitting a fault when you're starting a accountability meeting with your team. Like, hey, I could have been more organized here or, oh, shoot, I forgot to call that person back or you know, or just even if you have to make up a little something to be accountable about, to put it out there, to just to create that safe space, that human space, that connection, it will greatly impact your relationships, including your business. And I also just, when you're accountable, just be compassionate with yourself and others. You know, the other day, went to a local restaurant that I love and, and my daughter and I often visit is visit there. They have a new weight staff there. I think I know where it is. <laughs> yes, you do. You do, Claudette. They have actually several new weight staff and I'm overly generous because I've served tables before. I know what it's like. And even when, when a, a staffer 
or server is not always all that kind. I, I actually go above and beyond to be even nicer. And so we had her one time and she was just way off. Like I even mentioned to my daughter, I feel I have some compassion for her. Something's going on, you know, there's, and yet it just progressed downward, you know, cause she was very clearly not in this space where she wanted to be. Fast forward this last time I walk into the restaurant and she was going to be our waitress. And I was like, uh-uh. It was the night of my my son's 11th anniversary of his death. And she was extremely rude just walking into the restaurant. And then I pulled the manager or the manager came over and I said, listen, I don't want her as a waitress. I, I mean, just I don't want her as a waitress. I'm just not in the space to be able to hold compassion right now for her. Like, I just like, that's, that's not my job anyways. As a patron, then I, I would... I didn't say this, but as a patron, I shouldn't have to be able to do that. And yet I did. And we do. That's my point is we do. And so after I left, basically, I, I didn't hold myself in compassion because I spoke up and said I didn't want her as my waitress. Because then I felt like I was doing something mean to her because I don't know what's happening in her life right now. I don't know that. And so I held compassion for myself. I held her in love and grace. And I also held myself enough compassion to say, it's okay to speak your truth. Just because you want to hold people with compassion doesn't mean that you need to be walked on. You don't have to put up with things that don't work for you and you can do it in a gentle way. So that was just the the last little story that I think is pertinent to all of us. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, I think that's a beautiful wrap too. just the compassion, the accountability, not holding anyone accountable for your happiness, but finding it yourself. And, you know, Whitney just, she decided to be happy. You know, I decided that years and years ago too. And it's just a lot more fun people. (laughs) Like it's just, you know, if you decide to be happy and you know what, Hey, this happened, but I'm going to be happy. I'll figure it out. It's a lot more fun. So with that, we wish you the best week and just look inside of yourself with that compassion that Kathleen was talking about. And this is about a journey of your growth, our growth. Let's grow together. I hope you have a beautiful week. Bye. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.